Welcome to the Stetzer Church Leaders Podcast. Conversations with today's top ministry leaders to help you lead better every day. And now, here are your hosts, Ed Stetzer and Daniel Yang. Welcome to the Stetzer Church Leaders Podcast, where we're helping Christian leaders navigate and lead through the cultural issues of our day. My name is Daniel Yang, National Director of Churches of Welcome at World Relief, and today we're talking with Matt Chandler. Matt's an elder and lead pastor at the Village Church in Flower Mound, Texas, and the executive chairman of the Acts 29 Network. He's authored several books, including Family Discipleship, Leading Your Home Through Time, Moments, and Milestones, co-authored with Adam Griffin. You can sign up for Matt's newsletter and check out his podcast, The Overcomers, at PastorMattChandler.com. We concluded last week's episode with Matt reflecting on the milestones in his children's lives that God's allowed him to see. And we're picking up the conversation with hope that God is breaking generational patterns of unhealth in his family. Before we go to Matt, we want to remind you that if you're enjoying our interviews, it would help us if you left us a review. Now let's go to Ed Stetzer, Editor-in-Chief of Outreach Magazine and the Dean of the Talbot School of Theology. And so there are these things that I so wanted to see and I asked the Lord for. Yeah. Um, I mean, he is, yeah, to live as Christ and to die as gain. Yeah. All of that is true. Yeah. Um, but man, if I, I didn't really want, you know, I'm, I'm come, I come from a hot mess. Mm. And so I, I just had this real hope in my heart after I became a Christian that the things that have haunted the Chandler bloodline for 500 years could go in the ground with me. Wow. And my kids will have their own stuff. Yeah. I just don't want it to be the stuff that I've been fighting right. and that my dad fought and that his dad fought. Right. Let it be new stuff. Break that cycle. Yeah, that's right. Let's, let's so do that. So what made you turn to, like you, you, with this book, Family Discipleship, Leading Your Home Through Time, Moments, and Milestones, um, is this sort of just a reflection of your own? Why'd you write it? Why'd you co-write it? Yeah, so there were a couple of things happening. One, we wanted to, um, we wanted to aim young in discipleship mm-hmm. pathways at the Village Church. Right. We don't wait till they're in high school sure. to, you know, figure out what to do with, you know, worldview, how they see certain things. And so we were looking for a grid to help parents know, because I, I see this as a partnership with parents. Mm-hmm. Like that, that's the primary discipleship unit. It's not the church, it's the house. And, and so how do we come along side parents and say this, you can do this. Mm-hmm. This is not, you don't need to have a degree in New Testament right. to disciple your kids. Right. In fact, you are discipling your sure, kids. Sure. And and so how do we simplify this mm-hmm. um, and and roll it out in a way that that parents are like, oh man, I can do that. Right. And then how does the church come alongside time, moments, and milestones mm-hmm. and help a parent celebrate those things? Mm-hmm. And so there was a collision of kind of how we decided to raise our kids and how we hoped discipleship would look mm-hmm. for children in particular, uh, that zero to 18, right. um, with the families of our church. Right. And so Adam Griffin and, and I, th- this, is, this was born of those things. Mm-hmm. He's probably a lot better at this stuff in his family of origin <laughs> than I am, uh, but all of this was born of that desire. How do we help parents realize, no, I can do this. Yeah. And 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 put the big blocks there. Yeah. So you and then be real honest. We tried to write real honest. Like, it's funny to me how many people think because I'm a pastor that our family devotionals were awesome. Right. Right. It's just always just Isn't always. Lauren, like leading like, the worship. Do you know my man, kids? Have yeah. you been around my children? <laughs> I have been. Uh, yes. <laughs> there is not a like. 
sometimes the win was we didn't have to spank anybody. Yeah. You know, we didn't have yeah. to tell anyone, you know what, just go to bed. Yeah. You know what, forget it. Yeah. Just go get in bed. There was no yelling. If we just got <laughs> through it, we were like, you know what, that was awesome. Yeah. So it, it, that, that's where it was born, yeah. time, moments, and milestones. Well, let, let's, let's talk some about the time. There's, yeah. a, there's three things in the subtitle really key to the theme of the book. It, it is so, the book. So tell us about what that means briefly about time, moments, and milestones. Yeah. Because you just mentioned a milestone for your son. That's right. Right. So talk about that. That's those. right. So time, what we're saying is that... You need, you have to create time and space mm -hmm. to be with your children. If you only talk with them, you only engage them, you're on your terms. Mm -hmm. It So you need to create the time for it. So we talk about, again, I'm trying to say you can do this. We talk about the importance of being in the car. Mm -hmm. So like one of the things that I learned is you don't actually lose your kid at 18. Mm -hmm. You lose them at 16. Yeah. Uh, because until they're 16, you have hours a week. Yep. In the car with them. I love driving them around. Yep. That's right. So no let's more. maximize it. Yeah. And I think the data shows, I mean, it, this was 2015 data, but the data shows that they feel more comfortable mm -hmm. bringing up stuff in the car. Oh, interesting. There's yeah. there's not as much intimacy and eye-to-eye contact. Right, not they feel, Let's talk and share They our feel right. you're a little distracted right. with your driving, and yep. so they're able, and I think a lot of parents experience this where you're just in the car, and next thing you know, yeah. oh. you're having this moment, yeah. and you're like, oh my gosh, how do I? And so we think the kid knows this has to end. Yeah. You know, the kid feels in control. Right, right. You know, 10 minutes from now, Makes this is going to stop. Makes sense. I don't have to. We don't have to gaze, soul gaze right. while we have this conversation. We we can and I can share a little yeah. bit. And if it goes bad, then we're at the mm -hmm. church, we're at the practice, right. we're at wherever right. in ten minutes, and it's yeah, over. We're moving on. And so maximizing yeah. those times, and then being aware of the time when the kid starts to come towards you. Right. So in the latter teenage years, it's always ten o'clock at night in our house. I don't right. know how it worked in yours. Similarly, but it's yeah. Like Reed came in at ten thirty last night. Yeah. I mean, I'm he's not getting up at five right, this morning. Right, I am. Right. But if I'm like, you know what, buddy, let's talk about this tomorrow, right. then I might lose this opportunity. Yeah. And so it's time. We want to spend those time. And then you're always looking for those moments where, where you can enter into their world right. and and again, this is on their terms. The moments are not on your yeah, terms. Sure. They're on their terms. Right. And Particularly those older years, not the younger right. years. That can younger be years. I, I, so I'm, yeah. I'm saying more. This is more right. adult. And that's the stage stuff. where we are. You that's know, right. Which is probably why young adults right. leaning that right. way. But there's much in the book for kids. Right. But but this this kind of adolescent phase to yeah. me has been the more complex. Yeah. Not not the kid phase was a little bit easier on times right. moments totally. because totally. they're they're everywhere. Yeah. Um, but moments are any opportunity we have to to shape or orient the conversation around the goodness of God, the beauty of yeah. gospel, or even the beauty of how God's ordered the world. Mm -hmm. um, so if I remember back when my kids were little, and Adam has better illustrations than me, but I would, whatever they loved, I tried to tie back to the goodness of God. Okay. And even me being gone, you know, if I had to be gone for three or four days, I was preaching or I went overseas for something, I'd come back and whatever we got paid, you know, there's a big chunk of that that's mm -hmm. we're going to celebrate that God's been good and kind, and so you bring um, it back to the goodness of God, whatever it was, whatever it was. So Audrey okay. loved pink. Okay. So we'd have a conversation about where pink came from. Wow. And who thought up pink? Wow. And who thought? And I just whatever they loved, I tied it to okay. God's justice, yeah. God's beauty, yeah. God's goodness, God's design, and and so this was this was just ongoing. We okay. always had reason, and then it, it was enjoying pink. But then let's let's talk about the God who so loves us and is so creative and beautiful that he created pink. 
And I mean, that was the kind of that's kind of Matt Chandlerish, though. Those, it, yeah, maybe this, maybe it's this. kind of, it kind of the are. optimistic kind of <laughs> woo, golden retrievery. Um, and so, yeah, that that's that's moments. Okay. okay. We're here. I'm having. But this you're moment. looking for those moments throughout the, the throughout, their, their, their childhood, in the car, into the young throughout adults, their childhood, right. when they're young, okay, when they're sense. adolescent, and then the milestones. I think is such a big piece because we live. One, we're just in a weird moment of history. I mean, what, the word teenagers, when did it show up? 1911, yeah, yeah, 1918, yeah. something crazy. like that? Yeah. So this idea of, you know, although their bodies are adults, they're yeah. actually still children, right. so when you treat them like children, uh, I think is devastating for them and devastating for us. I think so much of the conflict in the teenage years is tied to this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so by creating a clear path of milestones mm-hmm. towards now you're a woman, now you're an adult, right. or marking significant moments. Sure. And so the ones that we do as a church is when you leave like Little Village and move to Kids Village, we have a blessing. Mm. And so the parents of all of our kindergartners, before they go to first grade, they leave service a little bit early, they all go into our Kids Village space, and the parents read a little blessing over their kids, we bless them, we give them little Bibles, and now they're in, they're in first through second. And then when they move second from second grade and go into KV2, which is our third through fifth, because we separate those out, mm-hmm. mainly because fifth grade boys don't need to be in the room with first and second grade girls and boys, because they feel like they're babies. Right. And so, no, you're not a baby, you're, you're moving right. forward. So another milestone from second grade to third grade, another milestone, so we marked them as a mm-hmm. church at each point going, you're, here's what we expect of you now, here's what this season of life should look. And so the ones that we've done in our family is we have a rite of passage at 13 mm-hmm. where you have your little 13-year-old party and then for the girls we brought in the women in their lives mm-hmm. and for my son we brought in the men in their lives. Mm-hmm. And we each write them a letter that points to and pulls out and celebrates the gifts that God has put into mm-hmm. them and what we see in them that's beautiful, right, and good. Not you're good at sports and right. you're such a great athlete yeah. or you're so smart. That's not what we're doing. We're saying we see in you, this was my son. Everybody had a version of this. We see a ferocity in you mm-hmm. and we see a tenderness in you. Interesting. Please don't pick one of those. The right. world's going to ask you to pick one. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, be both. Wow. So everybody wrote some version of that. And then my job as the dad was to at the end say, the next few years are going to be hard for us. Yeah. You're going to want the freedoms of a man, mm-hmm. but you're not a man yet. Right. And that's going to create conflict. Mm-hmm. I want you to know I'm okay with that conflict. Right. And right. I'm committed to getting you to where you are a man and we celebrate the fact that you're a man. Yeah. These are the years in between, and here's what I'm hoping to do in these years. Yeah. And then we all lay hands on him and bless him. And then what I had Reed do is I had him stand there, and I had him hold open his hands. And I talked about how this group of men could be trusted mm. and were his team. Wow. And think about it as a little squad of warriors yeah. who's got your flank and your back and your front. And if there was ever anything going on in your life that you were too afraid to share with me for whatever reason, you can go to them. Yeah. And they're here for that. And each one of them came up and they grabbed his hands and they stared him in his face. <laughs> and they said, I'm your guy, Reed Chandler. Wow. And and that was, there were moments when he was 15 and 16, he was so struggling with mm-hmm. this and that. And I just had him pull out those letters. Wow. And read them out loud to me. Yeah. 
Yeah. Just had him stand in the middle of the living room, read that to me. Wow. Okay, read that paragraph again. Yeah. And I could watch his, I mean, I could watch his chest come back out. Yeah. You know, I just he was just so beat up. And then all of a sudden he's like, that's right, I am that. Wow. And and that's a moment, man. And all three of my kids have had it, or a milestone, and all three of my kids have had it. And it didn't, they knew exactly what we were trying to mm-hmm. do in this window right. between 13 and 18. Right. And then we have a, a, a quick one at 16. It's not it's not as big as 13 and 18. And then we've got big plans for Reed at 18. That's great. Um, and I, I, want, I don't want my daughters, I don't want my son wondering when they become a woman or when do they become a man and when are we going to not treat them like a baby and when are... And, and so that's the... That's the milestone. Mm-hmm. Where do you mark? So if a kid gets baptized, I think that's a huge But super milestone. intentional in all of those milestones. Super intentional. It's not, not accidentally happening. No, it's yeah. not, because it won't. Right, right. It won't accidentally right. happen. And so we've got ideas in the book. And yep. I think it's, like I said, I'm writing it. I don't even know what camera to look at. I'm writing it because you can do this. Like if you just heard that and we're like, like you, you can do this. Like you... You, unless you're brand new to a city when your kid turns 13, my guess is there's a group of men yeah. or a group of women that have been in your o- orbit that your kid thinks is cool and cooler than you, that's for sure. <laughs> and if you can bring those people in that have been in orbit that your kid like looks to and is like, gosh, that's – like I, I want my son to look around and go, my dad had friends that were men. Yeah, They were men. And my, my, my girls to look around and go, not only are those kind men the kind of men that I want to marry – but then there are these women that are fierce. Mm-hmm. They're they're not you know they're fierce but kind. Yeah. They're strong but not you know overbearing. They're you know to have these examples that say to them, I see this in you. That God's put this in you. What a, what a wonder you are. Mm-hmm. Not mom and dad saying right. it. Other people right. saying it. That they're going to see at church. They're going to be at our house for dinner. They're going to show up at their games. That are like mm-hmm. all of this stuff creates a community that can weather the storm. Yeah. And the kids go through storms yeah. because all of that didn't save any of my kids so far right. from enduring all the difficulties of adolescence, right. all the slips and falls and, um, you know, all the things that people think, you know, certainly Matt Chandler's kids wouldn't have to navigate. And yeah, similarly, Ed Stetzer's kid, yeah. but you and I happen to talk about somebody. We do. Kids, and we won't talk about them. No, that's, not, not, <laughs> that's their story. Exactly, that's not my exactly. story. But, but let's talk some about some of those challenges because, you know, our audience is pastors and church leaders. Uh, you know, they, they're raised in church. So hopefully they're they're being poured into. I poured into my kids, you poured into your kids. But, you know, Joe Pastor out there is pouring yeah. into kids. And uh, and sometimes those kids, pastor's kids, can be a hard part of that journey. Yeah. And sometimes they struggle. So talk to us, because remember, our, our audience is them. Yeah. And what, what would your advice be? How, how you walk through those challenges? Oh, man. So then, uh, you know, I'll go back to something I said earlier, um, or what we were talking about earlier. I, I have categorically rejected the idea that I can't have deep and close friendships with the men particularly that I work with. Right. Um, so the these guys, what made last fall so painful in some ways was it was those men, some of those men, in the room making decisions, and there was a natural distance between us. Right. But we've never had distance. Right, because it wasn't transactional or organizational before, no. but now it's at that moment. Uh, yeah, I, it felt that way. Yeah. I, it felt that and, way. And certainly more so than just relational. Easily. Right, right, right. And I mean, these are like uh, several of those guys. I mean, these, these are the guys that are driving me to radiation yeah. when I have cancer. We've right. vacationed together. We've yeah. carpooled together. We've um, endured other things at TBC together that galvanized us relationally. And and so I I don't want to have secrets from my guys. Mm-hmm. And I also don't want to out my children in a way that, you know. Right, it's their story. That's their yeah, story. Yep. And 
And so I, Lauren and I pressed into community, um, cried a lot, um, and, and then sought counsel mm-hmm. um, from people who had been where we were yeah. um, or were currently where we were, right. and we could commiserate. And that's some of what you and I were doing, right. commiserating sure. with one another. Sure. Because you really are – well, and I was naive. Maybe, maybe other guys are naive. You know, I had a powerful encounter with Jesus Christ, and I raised my kids very differently than my parents right. raised me. Same. And Lauren um, grew up, like, in a house that was in church every weekend. Right. super, yeah. And Jesus right. was this, like, he's not this thing that we do on the weekends. Right. Like, I, like, Audrey was all over the world. My kids have been all over the world sure. and watched, like, the kingdom of God right. in Dubai, in mm. China, in Uganda, in Australia, in London, in they, they've seen the saints all over the world. Like many of them have seen their friends or their friends' parents come to Christ in our house. Wow. Um, so you're like, there's no way. Right. I mean, there's just no right. way so they're going to go down this yeah. route or yeah. this route. I mean, our whole they've seen nothing but the beauty and goodness of God. Right. Everything they have, they've we've done our best to tie back to the, sure. the generosity of God yeah. towards our family yeah. and towards us. Not only does he love us, not only does he forgive us, not only, but then he's blessed us in this way. So it's dad was out of town and now we're going to order pizza and we're going to do, you know, we're going to go to Dave and Buster's. Why? Because God's been generous to our, I mean, everything in their life was tied to it. Sure. So that they would in seasons doubt, reject, move away is very human. Right. And I just didn't think, I wasn't prepared. Neither was I, brother. Um, yeah. For them to yeah. choose some of that yeah. uh, and then to to not want the beauty and goodness and stability yeah. that well, the well, Lord brings. One of the things I found in you and several others who had had challenges, we'll just see at that point so we're not telling her, is that how common it was. So once oh I would just be a little bit vulnerable and say, you know, we had some struggles, like we did too. Yeah. And then it just went, well, how are you working through it? And I'm, <laughs> yeah. I was even calling you, how are you working yeah. through it? And, and so I, I think it's much more common, but because we don't, part of the thing, we, by, by not sharing that, because it's not our story yeah. always to share, it, people make the assumption that our kids haven't struggled, but but they do. Yeah. And so I think back to the re- reference to your elders, having that kind of that place and some people to work through that. But you've worked hard even when you, when your kids, or our kids, we tried to just work hard to stay in that beautiful oh relationship. That, Talk about how important that, that is. I, I had a, a good friend tell me um, that... They are either referencing the children, they are either not a Christian, but they know the gospel. Right. That you've, they, they know it. So it's right. not that they don't know it, right. it's that they're not. Mm-hmm. They're either a real baby mm-hmm. believer or they're not a Christian. And if they're not a Christian, how lonely do you think they feel in your mm-hmm. house? Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, that was a category I didn't even like wow. if. Yeah. Like, because our house is what it is, sure. like, if you, regardless of date nights and time with dad mm-hmm. and words of affirmation and all those things that we've tried to really kind of build into rhythm of our life, if you don't love Jesus mm-hmm. and you're in this house that really kind of rotates around that, right? You, you're going to feel like an outsider yeah, a little bit. Sure. You're going to feel like the black sheep. You're going right. to feel... Like on the outsides, and um, and so I I didn't want that and yeah. don't want that right. for any of my. And the truth is, if my kids never love the Lord, 
which, which they do. You know, we're in a different season. But if they never love the Lord, mm-hmm. I'm going to love them yeah. till the day I die. Yeah. And I'm going to prayerfully contend for their souls till the day I die. And so I wanted to do everything I could to maintain the relationship with them and and not because they do know what I believe. They do know the gospel. Because the first thing that happens when uh, something flares like that is like, oh, my gosh, maybe they don't understand. Maybe they don't get it. So let mm-hmm. me, you know, yeah, you don't have to go to youth group, but let's read this book together. Right, or, right. you know, you're, you're trying to... But they do know. I right. think, I mean, they know. It's hard not to. Yeah, it would be hard households. not to know. Yeah. And, um, and, and so rather than doing that, I wanted to move towards in love as best I could, knowing that they controlled a lot of that. I didn't control it. They controlled how we could relationally connect. But I didn't want every conversation we had to be about the struggles. Uh, I didn't want, I just wanted to be dad. Yeah. And so I, I shifted trying to be and maybe somebody will hear this and misunderstand it, and I'm okay. Um, I didn't want to try to be their soul winner. Right. I wanted to be their dad. Right. And I, I, I think where we are now is born of, we talked about spiritual things when they brought it up, mm-hmm. not when I brought it up. Mm-hmm. And we talked about the stuff they wanted to talk about when they brought it up. Yeah. And I didn't look, you know, even going back to times and moments, I stopped in that season using every little moment to try to turn things right, back to the right, gospel. Right. That it's was not where, an evangelistic conversation where no, everything, not. well, That's let's right. ask this and let's lead to this. Yeah. Or, you know, that. if heartbreak occurred, yeah. you know, I wouldn't, you know, my impulse would be like, yeah, you're living a way that leads to this. Right, right, right. And we've taught you that right. since you were in diapers. Yeah. Um, instead, just enter in, man, that's awful. I'm so sorry. Hurt with them. Go that's right. With just them. let me cry with you and cuddle up in bed because, man, I don't, want, I don't want the distance. Yeah, and the book is Family Discipleship, Leading Your Home Through Time, Moments, and Milestones. We're here at the Right Now Conference, and thanks to the team here, we're doing the podcast uh, live on location, which we don't normally do. Um, but you're about to talk to a whole bunch of pastors. I am. And, um, and you're talking to a whole bunch of pastors now, pastors, staff, men and women who are serving in church ministry. What exhortation would you have to share, in, in closing, with them about how to have this kind of family approach, both in church, we talked about at the beginning, yeah. and in, in your own personal home? Talk to us about that, and we'll close with that. Yeah, I, I think to create a, what we would call it in, in my circle is um, shield to shield. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get that from a book called Gates of Fire, which I wouldn't recommend. I would, don't read it and then email me because there's cussing in it. It's about the Spartans and how they fought and yeah. the, you know, this idea of shield to shield. Like my shield in the phalanx protects you. Right. Your shield protects who's you. And, and how to create relationships mm-hmm. that are wholehearted and shield to shield. That's our language. And I, I have always thought that the lead pastor controls that mm-hmm. um, in that he can choose to be vulnerable um, which is dangerous. I understand it's dangerous. Not foolishly vulnerable, right, but but vulnerable mm-hmm. to slowly test the character of the men uh, around him, and if they're trustworthy men, to enter into a friendship with them where they enjoy them. Uh, I'm not trying to say make this work with people you don't like. Right. Sure. Um, I mean, there are people on my staff. I don't. I don't want to go on vacation sure. with. I, sure. I like them. They're, they're yeah. fine. I not. They're not going to be in the inner circle. Right. And that's fine. But there are a group that are. Right. And and so how do I cultivate that? Create space for that. How do I how do I grow in vulnerability with them? Um, like when your kid's not doing well and everybody else's kids is you know winning Bible drills, that you, the temptation is just be quiet. Yeah. Just just you deal with this. But to choose no, I'm going to loop a couple of people mm-hmm. in. 
uh, and to cultivate a small group. Like, I, I mean, it's Jesus's model. He's got the three, he's got the 12, then he's got the, you know, 120, then he's got the 500, right, right. Then he, right? So like, I would just start with who are your three? Mm. Who are your three? Find three men um, and or, or three women. And over a period of time, test the character of those people with little tastes of vulnerability. And if you genuinely enjoy them and being with them, and if they can be trusted, then you can be more and more vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And I'm not guaranteeing you that vulnerability won't blow up in your face at some point. I'm saying it's been worth it. Mm. Um, And the great joy of my life is I get to do ministry with people I really, really like and Mm. love, who I feel really safe being vulnerable with, and I've needed, I've needed that for the highs and lows of the last 20 years. I've been at TBC almost 21 now, and I've needed that. You've been listening to Matt Chandler. You can learn more about Matt and sign up for his newsletter at pastormattchandler.com. And thanks again for listening to the Stetzer Church Leaders podcast. You can find more interviews as well as other great content from ministry leaders at churchleaders.com slash podcast. And again, if you found our conversation today helpful, we'd love for you to take a few moments, leave us a review. That'll help other ministry leaders find us and benefit from our content. Thanks for listening. We'll see you in the next episode. You've been listening to the Stetzer Church Leaders podcast. For more great interviews, as well as articles, videos, and free resources, visit our website at churchleaders.com. Thanks for listening.